Yeah, so the bank, when the bank opens, I'm there with two cops, walking in with two cops. Do you imagine how does that feel? In, in, somebody, in somebody else's name. Today we're going to talk about uh, a topic that Zach picked, which was uh, multiple arrests and what it's like. I don't think that's the topic I pick. I think that's the topic I've lived. (laughs) So what is is it about? Is it, are you going to talk about like, are we going to talk about like our different arrests or just going through the pressures, funny arrests or, cause I've got like three. Were any of them funny? I mean, I mean, no, none of them felt funny. Like even even looking back, they didn't feel funny. No, at the time, no arrest is funny. But then, like, eventually you look back, you go, like, that was kind of funny. You know, like, yeah. you know the, the police officer's reaction, kind of like, oh, yeah, what, whatever, dude, whatever. Well, yeah, so, so you want to just go over that and go over the whole process or just? Yeah, the, we, can, we can do that. All right, well, you, you start. I'll follow your lead. Go ahead. All right, so um, multiple, multiple arrests, of, of course, most of all, all my, uh, a lot of my life, let's say that, or at least my 30s. <laughs> so um, one arrest happened to... My my wife and I did when we were partners in crime. We used to come down to Florida all the time, and we what we do is we would book a hotel room for ourselves and kind of say, "Hey, this is Matt, and I want to pay for a hotel room for Zach and his wife." So right. I called the hotel, and the hotel said, "Yeah, we'll let you do that. Here's what you have to do: you have to fax us a copy of the front and back of your ID and the front and back of your um, credit card." Right. So once they did that, I'm like. Pfft. Like, so I get all these card numbers. All I got to do is get a fake ID, fax the front and back of that, and um, put a, a credit card on, um, what is it? What is that called? Um, the program where you, people make driver's licenses and things. Um, pro Shop, not Pro Shop. Um, Photoshop? Photoshop, there. Thank you. Help me out. <laughs> so go on Photoshop, create a, a credit card, MasterCard Visa, so now I can book a hotel room with somebody else's credit card. They don't even know it. All I need is the number. Right. So I do the Photoshop thing and I fax it over to the hotel. So you do that. And generally what happens is the reason I felt that was safe is because the hotel authorizes the card for the stay. So when you get there, they don't actually charge the card. They just do an authorization. Right. And then when you leave is when they charge the card. And by then you've already had to use the services. Yes. So and, you're and gone. Eating and everything. Right. right. So. That's what I, I normally did. So we would come down to Florida and we'd stay at the, I think it was the Hilton on the Causeway, and um, we'd use somebody else's card. So we did that once, and then we'd do it again using somebody else's card. Then we'd do it again using somebody else's card. Because my wife really loved that hotel, so we'd stay there all the time. Get the same room, the staff knew us and everything. So after about the fifth trip... <laughs> <laughs> this is the over cocky... Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. On about the fifth trip, I guess they were waiting on us. So we booked the room, used somebody else's card, um, and went up to the room. So we went there, and the people greeted us like normal. So obviously, they didn't tell the staff members downstairs. Right. They, the police kind of kept it to themselves. So um, we go up. So we're, we're greeting the staff down there. We're hugging everybody like we normally do. We got you your same room and everything. So we go up, up to the room, the check-in. So we walk in the room, and there was always a, 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 an adjoining room to the to that the, the same room we stayed in. It was an adjoining room. So we walk in, and dude comes out of the adjoining room and just walks in. So I'm looking at him. I'm like, like just like this white guy, stocky. I said, hey, hey, c- come on in. Don't let the fact that the door was closed slow you down from walking in our friggin' room. Who the hell do you think you are? Right? He doesn't say anything. 
He just keeps walking, right? Until I grab him. <laughs> and that's when he's like, hey, I'm the that's when they grab me and throw me up against the wall and say announce that they're the police. We're the freaking police. You've been down here stealing the services all the time. Yeah, they they arrested us for that. <laughs> that was the arrest. So they put me in cuffs, they handcuffed my wife, cut her off to another room to, to squeak a confession out of her, and, and handcuffed me and sat me on the bed. So they went through all of our, our luggage and stuff and hauled us down to the police station. The funny thing about that is they charged us for what we had on us, and they never charged us for any time that we stayed at the room. So, so the, the, the cost of the rooms, they didn't charge you for? They didn't charge us for the cost of the room or anything. What they charge for what you had on you? Yes, we that? had like IDs, fake IDs. Oh, okay. And, and, and the stuff we were going to do, that's what they charged us for. Because you were flying down to Florida to also, while you're down here hanging out, you're yeah. also uh, committing fraud. Of course, of course. <laughs> that's, so, that's your so, job. Yeah. <laughs> so the funny, the funny thing about that, right, is what my lawyer told me was, it's like because they could never prove that you were the, no, neither one of y'all admitted that you were the one faxing the credit card and the ID down, so they could never prove that. So they could have been anybody me. running that part of the scam, right? Okay, <laughs> they just like I wonder if they had grabbed you and they and it and it was just you and your wife and the IDs were val- valid and you didn't have anything on you. Like most likely, they might have let you go. As a matter of fact, that is what happened because I had been doing that for years, and so um, I did it for other people. So one of the couples that I did that for, like they called us up and the guy was telling me, he, all he kept saying was, I can't believe we didn't go to jail. He goes, there were so many police that came in that room and searched us and went through everything. And he goes, they just let us go. Like, okay, get out. Like, gladly. <laughs> you tell me twice. That's right. No problem. <laughs> um what what's uh do you want me to do one? Yeah. Was that So they did arrest you. So oh, what happened? So you got arrested for what back to your thing. They they did arrest you. You went downtown, you got processed. Oh yeah, we got processed. They went through all our stuff. So then they you know, they asked me questions. I'm I'm a jerk. When they ask questions, I, I become a jerk, you know, because like they'll go, Okay, what's your name? Right? I'll go, it depends. <laughs> I'm a real jerk. So they, they, like that detective, when he asked me that, and I said, depends, he just got up and walked off. <laughs> so what, what happened? Did you do time? Did no, you? No, I, I, got, I, I got like four charges. I bonded out, and I ended up, they ended up dropping them all. I, I think I only got one, ended up with one charge. And that, that charge was, while I was living in Florida, I rented, some, I rented something from Buddy Byright. Right. right. And then ended up because I had to go on the run. I left Florida because I went on the run. Right. So I bought something from Buddy Byright, went on the run and never paid him off. Well, now if you buy from a rental company, that's I didn't know that was a charge. That's, they call it theft. Well, you stole it. Yeah. But we had a contract I didn't honor. Yeah. F that. You stole our shit. Yeah. You would think it would be uh, <laughs> it would fall under like a, a civil some kind of like a civil suit. Or no, you a, know, they 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 petitioned the legislation right. to charge people with that. That's that's an unbelievable feet that they've done but yeah they said i stole it that was the only charge that i got convicted on on that on, on that arrest in that hotel okay so um all right so one time i had um this is funny because like i wrote my like i, I wrote up i wrote my book right right and this is a whole thing that happened 
during that whole process that I never talk about. Like I, I had an arrest I never mentioned in the book because the book's already like 90, it's like a hundred and, it's like over a hundred thousand words. It's over three, it's a 330 page book. And it's like, it's just out, it, it's, it's long because there was so much fraud. And right. there's, it's, you know, and there's other things that are happening. There's relationships and dating different girls and doing whatever. So, you know, you have to kind of say, what frauds do you want to focus on? So I, there's a little section that I like removed. Well, I was like, you know, that's just more of the same. Don't even mention it. So I'm going to mention this fraud. And I'm this fraud. And I've never actually talked about this fraud. I mean, I bet this arrest, I've never really talked about okay. it. You've heard it. Oh, okay. I'm sure you've, know you've heard about it when we were locked up. Like I've told you this story. But nobody else's. I've never talked about it on concrete or anything. So uh, like Valuetainment, none of those shows I talked about it. Uh, matter of fact, like American Greed, all those shows never covered this. So what happened was one time, and it's funny because I was, uh, so anyway, I had, there was this guy who was, I want to say his name was Walter Bean. That sounds familiar. I, I mean, That listen, does sound familiar. Like bro, that. like I've, I, that's how long ago and how much fraud there that is. That was the identity you were. Yes. Well, okay, no, I have I, heard the story. Okay, I stole the guy. He was a drug dealer. Right. So I had a friend by the name of Johnny Moon whose father used to live with this guy and buy drugs from this guy, right? So, you know, he was a drug addict. He was one of his customers, stayed on his couch a few times. So Johnny Moon was a friend of mine. He knew where this guy lived. And he, we drove by the house one day and he goes, hey, he said, you see that house right there? I said, yeah. He said, the name of that guy, that guy's Walter Bean. He actually, it's funny, he goes, he owns that house right there. He's a drug dealer. And he goes, in his nice house, it was worth whatever, like, I'm going to say 200000 I forget exactly what the amount of the house was, but it's worth a couple hundred thousand. I was like, it wasn't a great area. Right. But I was like, I was like, oh, nice. And so we were driving it, and I thought, huh. So he's a drug dealer. He's a drug dealer that owns that house. I said, does he own it free and clear? And he goes, um, I don't know. He might. I think so. He goes, I think his parents bought it for him. He goes, to be honest, he was like, his parents have money or something. My dad told me. I forget. Right. And I remember thinking... He, he goes, but he's been arrested a bunch of times. Like, that's all he does is sell drugs. And I thought, what a great victim. <laughs> like, if you have to rob somebody, you know, if you have to cause somebody some problems and do something, like, do it to a criminal. Do it to somebody that they're not going to look that. They're, I'm, we're not going to run around and try and solve your crime, Mr. Drug Dealer. <laughs> somebody, somebody encumbered the, the title to your home and caused you a bunch of problems and borrowed some mortgages. Like, we're not going out of our way for you. So what I ironic you got arrested on that, but go ahead. (laughs) So that property, it's so funny because I I went downtown, I searched the title, and there was no there was no no um, uh, there was no mortgage on it. It had been bought free and clear. So I I go I look up the house, I look in public records. There is no mortgage. So I go and I then I I ran his. I ran, oh, I know what it was. I created another identity. Or did I find his social security number? I don't know. Oh, I know what it was. I looked up his arrests. Yes. And I found his social security. He'd been arrested so many times over such a long period of time that if you actually went and you actually got their arrest record, it actually had his social security number like written on it or something. I forget. You know what a lot of times, the Freedom of Information Act, listen to this. A lot of times they would actually take white out you know, the white out sticks yeah. and they would white out the, the so you white, out, not just you scratch it off. They would actually go, oh, here's, a, here's this police report 
report from uh, 1995 and they take like a whiteout stick and they go eh, eh, right over your social security number and then they mail it to you. And then I just, <laughs> there you go, 2770, you know. So somehow or another, I think, I think, I want to say I got his social security number. I so long ago, I can't remember. Regardless, I came up with a credit profile for him. Didn't, I don't, I think it wasn't great credit, it, whatever, but he did own a house worth 200,000. So then I, I applied for several mortgages in his name. I had a buddy of mine, this is how I get caught by the way. I have a buddy of mine who was an appraiser. His name was Robert Toma. Right. Robert Toma then did an appraisal on the house, never went in the house, used pictures from other houses, put it together. And then I actually, the instead of using Robert Toma's appraiser, he didn't want, obviously he doesn't want to be listed as the appraiser. I got, I used the appraisal of another person, another appraiser. I'm going to fast forward because this is whatever. Right. The point is, is that I borrowed like three mortgages on this house, probably $150,000 on each mortgage, whatever, like $400,000. I went and opened up bank accounts in, the, in his name. And then I uh, borrowed the money, went to closings, got the money, put the money in the bank and was removing money uh, from the bank. While I was removing from the money from the bank, what ended up happening was one of those tight one of those mortgage companies saw the appraisal and one thing was off on the appraisal. It said, instead of it saying it was in an, an urban area, it said it was in a rural area. So they contacted the original appraiser to tell, ask him if he could change that. And he said, I didn't do that appraisal. And guess what? He happened to be a retired sheriff's deputy. Well, retired sheriff's detective or investigator, whatever they call them. He contacted them contacted their fraud department. They looked into the whole thing. They came back. They set up a sting. <laughs> they follow me from one of the banks. They, they, they staked out the, uh, like the UPS store that I, at that time it was called, they were called mailboxes, et cetera. Right. Had a mailboxes, et cetera. I went to in the middle, used to go to it like 11 o'clock at night. I drive there when it was closed. You had to have a key to get in. You open your box, you get your box. They were there staking it out. They follow me for a couple of days. They arrest me. Here's how they arrest me. By the way, they staked out my office too. So they were staking out my office and, and I, we, we, I was getting a divorce and I was thinking, that car's been over there a while. So I actually had one of my mortgage brokers actually said, I'm gonna go find out who it is. He walked over to the, the car that was parked in the parking lot, watching it, like been there for days. Right. You know, different cars, but it was always like, you could tell it was like, that's a cop. Just sitting in the car. Right. He walked over one day, walks up to the window, and the guy's just staring at him. He rolls the window down, and he goes, excuse me. He said, um, now you've been sitting here for days. What's, what's going on? The guy goes, why are you approaching me? He goes, I'm approaching you because you're in the parking lot. He was actually across the street from our parking lot. Right. He goes, you've been sitting in the parking lot. I, we think you might be watching our place. What's going on? And the guy goes, don't approach me again. Walk away. Go back to your office. Do you understand what I'm saying? He goes, Hey, bro, what's going on? The guy flashes a badge and he says, hey, he says, none of your business what's going on. Go, go. And so the guy walks back. That guy was Dominic Ferreira. That was a, one of my brokers. So he walked over. So he goes back, whatever. So I remember that. And so well, a, day, a day or two when, later. When, when Dominic brought that news to you, what, what did you do? You know what I thought? What? I thought that they were staking out another one of the businesses. Or I thought maybe it's. Like when Dominic said he, Dominic said he flashed a badge. He's like an investigator. Dominic said he might be a private investigator. Right. Like maybe he's not a cop. Right. 
He didn't say, he said, I didn't really see what the badge said. He said, I just left. He, he seemed like serious. <laughs> so we started thinking maybe my ex-wife or my soon-to-be ex-wife was having me followed. Because <sighs> it was that kind of a divorce. It wasn't a, an amicable divorce. Right. So I was like, man. So I was like, okay. So I'm still not thinking I'm in trouble. I, I, I wasn't, didn't feel like I was in trouble until one day I went to go check my box and I was driving back in my car at an Audi TT Quattro when they had first come out. Loved that car. So I'm driving this little Audi and I noticed, it was a buddy of mine was with me and he said he noticed somebody was following me. Right. I actually got into a high speed chase with the cops. But here's, here's the funny thing. You know how I knew the cops were following me? We got on I-75 because I was checking, the box was in Brandon, which is like a 20 minute drive from Tampa. It's another city outside Tampa. And so my office was in Tampa. So I got on I-75 and as I'm driving down I-75, he's like, I think that cop, that car back there is following us, bro. They've been here at such, you know, for this long. I saw him over here. I think that's a car. I was like, really? So I pulled over and just stopped. The car pulled over and stopped. Get out of here. So now we've he got made this. made that obvious? That obvious. Like, but they're just like, I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, oh my God, the other day, one of my brokers, there was somebody parked across the street. And I saw I tell him, I'm like, the, the guy, they went out and then they checked and he was said he was an investigator. And he showed a badge. And of course, this guy's, this guy sitting next to me is like, what am I hanging out with you for? What's going on? You're, you're an arch criminal. What, what are you doing? I'm like, he's like, well, what happened? I'm like, oh man. Okay. So there's this guy. I borrowed like three mortgages on his house. I've been taking the money out. He already knows I'm I'm all corrupt. And he's like, "Fuck!" I remember. He, I remember he goes, "How do you think of these things?" He's like, "I mean, I was like, bro, I got bigger problems than breaking this." Down. Well, how exactly did you? I got an issue. We're sitting on the side of the road yelling at each other. So I drive off. The car comes up behind me, keeps going, follows us. No problem. Now we realize like there's two cars. So we then I try and lose them, right? At one point, I think I lose him, and then he sees we see another car. And we're like, okay, then I race around in the back. So I'm really racing around at this point. And then at one point, I think I've lost both of them. But then when I go back to the office, I pull up in the office. One of them's like already at the office, and another one pulls up. And it's like, okay, they're doing some kind of chase you down thing that I don't know how to do. And it doesn't matter anyway because they already know where I'm at. And one of those cars was the car that was across the street. Like, I'm done. So at the end, end of the day, I go to pick up my son. I jump in my car. I take off. I'm driving down these little back roads, driving around a little lake. Like there are back roads, you know, in, in Florida. Like there's lots of little, you can have a major city. And then in between intersections, there's just these little tiny back roads that are, right. go around little ponds. And they're in the middle. And so I'm kind of driving fast and everything. And, and I, then I realize they're behind me. And then as I'm going, I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's behind me. I'm going to pick up my son. I don't want this guy. Right. Like I don't want to be in, this guy chasing me around with my son in the car. And I'm like, oh, man, I remember looking at him and looking up and this car pulls up in front of me. And then there's a next thing I know, cop car. Cop, no, sorry. Sheriff, sheriff. Like, boom, boom. I'm like, I lock up. I'm like, holy man, bro. This is like three cop, three or four cop cars. There's a couple undercover cars. They jump out. They pull their guns. They do the whole thing. All on a mortgage. All because of a couple of uh, mortgages and an identity theft. So here's what I found out had happened. What had happened was this. When they found out the whole thing, they actually went to Walter Walter Bean. I really want to say it is Bean. Yeah, it was Bean. Um, so Walter, they go, went to Walter Bean. They actually, because he's a drug dealer, they brought him downtown. They questioned him. <laughs> 
They insisted it was him. They were they were ready to throw him in jail. He's screaming it's not him. He doesn't know anything about it. They search his house. <laughs> they, they really put like this guy through hell. Um, and they come back and but they let him go because they were like we couldn't find anything. And you have to understand this. This is the worst part. <laughs> Colby, this is going to lose us some subscribers. <laughs> So here's the worst part. Keep in mind, this guy's a scumbag, okay? Oh, okay. So okay. he's a scumbag. So don't judge me on this. I don't want to hear any crap. Fuck you, okay? It was at a bad time. It was a bad time. He was selling drugs to kids. He's, drug, he's selling drugs to kids. There you and go. pregnant women. <laughs> Hard drugs, like <laughs> marijuana and ecstasy. Right. No, I'm just joking. I don't know what he was selling. Anyway, so my goal, you know what I was going to do? What? Colby's laughing. So the appraisal's in his name. Everything's in his name. So they think it's him all the way. They, they, they I just took it, took his idea. Yeah, but you know, luckily, like, the, luckily for him, the people that I'd gone to the closing with are all basically when they're being shown a picture of him, they're like, ah, that they can't ID him. That might be him, might not. I don't think so. I don't know. He was significantly older than me at that point. I was in my early thirties. He was in his in his late. Is a white guy? Yeah, mid to late fifties though. <sighs> And so they, they're thinking that you are the guy that came to the closing. Uh, they're thinking he no, is the guy that came to the initially, closing? but nobody could ID him. But they're they're trying to ID him off of you saw this guy a month ago, and right. in a, in a little, little black and white picture that's been copied multiple times now. So it's like it's not him. It could be him. He could be working with him. Like they don't know. Right. He probably knows him. So he's involved in it. He's a he's been in drug. He's been in state prison three or four times. He's been arrested fifteen times. I mean, you know, he's he's involved. It's right. it's a scam. It's, <laughs> so I was literally my whole plan when I had gotten all the money out, and I'd gotten out a couple hundred thousand dollars. When I'd gotten out the whole thing, my plan had been to take the appraisal and mail it to him. Think about it. if you own a house and you get an appraisal in the mail that you ordered, right, on your house. Everything was his name, his name, his name, and is it a full appraisal? You wouldn't throw it out. Like if it just got it from some random appraisal, appraiser, right. they didn't even have to have a return address. Right. I just stick it in your mailbox. You're not going to throw it out. So You're he, he would have kept. He would have kept that, and that so, would have raised the value of oh, his property. Raised the value. What are you talking about? When the cops had had searched his house, they, oh, they found, found the, the appraisal. Think about it. That's the so appraisal. You're, you're, you're putting a nail in his coffin. Oh, it was worse than that. I had bought dummy cell phones. I was going to take the dummy cell phones, wipe them down, and I was going to leave them in his front, at his front door, like in a box. <laughs> if you walked out your front door and you saw a cell phone, a brand new cell phone in a box, are you not going to pick it up and throw it in the garbage? You're going to take it inside. You're going to think somebody delivered this by accident. Right. I need to keep this. What if they come by? And he's a, keep in mind, he's a scumbag. He's most likely going to pull it out and fucking open it and try and use it or maybe sell it, whatever. He's going to keep it. Like right. I was basically going to take all of these a lot of this stuff and drop it off at his house. Most people are going to pick it up and bring it inside so that I knew if he ever got his house got searched, which I assumed it would be, they're going to find a lot of the stuff that he says he doesn't know anything about. You had the (laughs) appraisal, you had like the laptop, all these doc. I had a laptop I had bought specifically and I'd written up all the documents right. on the laptop. So you've got a laptop in your house that has all the documents on it. Right. Everything's in your name. You've got the cell phones that were all used. In- Could you imagine him sitting there with the cell phone on him and the cops are like, so you don't know anything about this? No, I don't. And they called the number and he goes, oh, hold on a second. I got to call. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> They'd be Yikes. like, yeah, what? Oh, why are you calling me? <laughs> this is the number that was used. Oh, no, no. See what happened was someone dropped this off in my front door. I've been using the phone. Sure you have. I mean, he would have been, look, the pay, fake pay stubs that I had made were on the laptop that he had. So, I mean, he's going to have some, he's going to have some splaining to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's going to be an issue. Right. For old, old Walter. And don't judge me, okay? I know you guys out there, you're judging me. You're saying, what a scumbag. Stop it, okay? This isn't a school teacher. Anyway, point is, what happened was I did get arrested prior to being able to. So they arrested you that day that they followed you and threw the Yeah, it's actually, so, well, yeah, it was like the day they, oh yeah, the day they tracked me. They, right. Oh, they arrested me. Okay. They grabbed me, they handcuffed me. I remember when they searched my car. At the time, I had a concealed weapons permit. So right. they find a gun. But I have a concealed weapons permit. They find bullets. Like they, when they're like grabbing all this stuff and they're like, this is what cracked me up. When they're grabbing all this stuff, they're like, oh, weapon. Boom. That's an extra this much. Oh, you got a bullet. You got bullets. Oh, that's an extra this much. And I want a concealed weapons permit. Bro, what are you talking about? Like it's in my wallet. You know, I mean, they're like, oh, like how did they, I always wondered about this. How did you do all this research into me? arrest me and not know I didn't have a concealed weapons permit. Like you would think that would have come up. But anyway, that's the whole thing about the government. The left hand doesn't always know what the right hand's doing. Well, true, but they didn't know really who you were. Well, they, at that point they, they had my car. They, oh, they yeah. knew my, they had my yeah. tag. They're going to my office. They're going to a mortgage office. Yeah. Like they know mortgages are and involved. And they just know you from going to the box. <laughs> they knew me from following me in my car. And I thought, I, and I was, look, had the appraisal not had the appraisal, had that one box had urban instead of rule on it, and they not had to call that appraiser. <laughs> you would have got away with that, Scott. Oh, I would have gotten away. Because think about it. By the time I got the money out, I never go back to the box. So by the time two months later when these property, these these loans start to foreclose, these lenders start to foreclose on this guy, and he goes to the police and says, look, these guys are, this is what happened. I don't know what's going on. By that point, um. You know, by that point, I'm never, you know, it, it, what they, the only things they had was they had a, a UPS box, right. mailboxes, et cetera. You know, they've got a couple, they've got like an abandoned address where I was also getting mail, but it was a house I had no association with. But it was a clean house. It was it was up for sale or it's for rent that I would get cards to. Uh-huh. I listen, I'd even had stuff mailed to his house and drove by and opened the thing and grabbed it out of his box. Like knew when that when it was coming, went and got it. So I've even got stuff being mailed to your house. I mean, and even if he had gone to them and said, "Hey, I'm being foreclosed on. I don't have anything to do with it," and they go, "They go, you mind if we look on you, through your house? Sure, no problem." He's not smart enough to realize the appraisal that I got in the mail a month ago, or two weeks ago, or two months. He's not smart enough to know that. He's not smart enough to realize, "Hey, that laptop that I've been that I got somebody left." He's not going to be thinking any of right, that. Right. Right. My point is. He's going to basically, oh, yeah, you can look around. Sure. They're going to be like, oh, nice laptop. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Like, he's not going to say, oh, I found it and I've been using it. You know, right, he's going to, no. he's a scumbag. Yeah, he wouldn't even associate that. Right. He either. doesn't, nobody, people don't know how the process works and they don't understand. He does, he thinks, he feels like I haven't done anything. So, of course, I'm going to be an open book. Right. Not realizing that the law enforcement will take the, the path of least resistance. Right. We have enough to convict you. Does it look like it's possibly not you? Yeah, we think you could be set up, but no way a jury believes that. <laughs> Arrest them. Like, they don't care. Right. We got, you know, it's like grab somebody. Right. Grab, round up the usual suspects. Right. Anyway, they took me down. When they arrest me, they put me in the back of the car. They take me downtown. They process me. That was the first time I'd ever been arrested. That was rough. 
because I was, first of all, I was cocky. I was kind of cocky at first. Right. But then you spend that first night in jail. You had to spend the night? Oh, I spent like two or three. Keep in mind, there's like there's like two, three hundred thousand dollars missing. So they're they're not saying, oh, there's twenty thousand. There's like three hundred, four hundred, there's like four hundred thousand dollars in mortgages, right? There's like 150, 150, 150. There's like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. And I had was still draining the accounts, but I still had a couple hundred thousand. So there's and a it, couple it hundred. That. Well, I had to tell them where it was. They, they did seize it, but I also had to tell them like where it was because a lot of the money was like in cash. Like I had some money in cash. Listen, they actually had brought me to, I had opened up a bank account and what? a safety deposit box. They brought yes, me. Yes, they know that stuff. They brought me there. To open it. it. Yeah, so the bank, when the bank opens, I'm there with two cops walking in with two cops. You imagine how does that feel? In, in somebody In somebody else's name. Like this isn't even my name. So they did that. Yes, they walk me in there. We go in, we sign it, we open the box. They open the box, they look, they're like, boom, there's all this cash in there. There's all kinds of stuff in there. They're like, oh, they took everything. <laughs> took everything. So you bonded out. They, they arrested you, you bonded out. Paid right. them, paid the money. Whatever happened to that case? It, well, I mean, I, I, I got, I was placed on probation. I gave them all the money back, so I'm good. But the thing is, uh, um, keep on, I was at that point, like I needed to stop that case for a very specific reason, I was running additional scams. So I'm, I'm at that point, I borrowed money in the name. I was at that point, I was already borrowing the money in the name of Lee Black, of uh, um, green. yeah, blue, green, yellow, silver. Like I'm already running another scam. You just happened to catch me on this scam. On the bean. Like I've got to put, I got to, what do you need me to do? Like I got to shut this down as quick as possible. <laughs> and the whole time I'm lying to them. They're like any other, uh, nope. Nothing. This is it. You got me. You got me, coppers. What do I need to do to get probation? So I get probation. And this is the thing, too. Like, I can't, eat. there's not like I can cooperate. It was just me running the scam. Like, the only involvement of anybody else was Johnny Moon, who didn't even know what's going on. I'm driving by, Donnie, hey, look at that. And I thought, Rolodex, put that in my <laughs> mental Rolodex, look that guy up. Like, so Johnny Moon knew about a lot of the scams, but he didn't really, wasn't involved in that scam. You know, so it's, I'm the only person involved. So I paid him back immediately and, you and pled guilty. You didn't include that in the story, but I do remember that. That's yeah. Like, I didn't include it because it, it's, it's it in and of itself. That could irrelevant. be, that could be, well, it's irrelevant in the context. Like there's lots of little scams I was running. Like, do I talk about the one scam where I did this and I made $80,000? Right. No, it's silly. Like that's five pages. That story I just told you just now, that's an extra 30 pages in a book. I'm right. already at 330 pages. It's not like I don't already have enough good stuff. Right, right. Like, that's just stupid. That's right. a whole, that right there is a whole crime. That's a whole story in and of itself. Right. Instead, I, so I already had tons of those stories. So, <laughs> plus I got arrested by the local cops. It was embarrassing. It's the local cops. It wasn't feds. It wasn't, it wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah, it's the locals. And it was embarrassing. I got, in, I got arrested by the locals. I mean, come on. Seriously? Yeah, it's understood. a little shame. It's, understood. Understood. I felt like I'm, I, you know, I don't commit state crimes. It's embarrassing. And I thought that's all I committed was state crimes. No, you got, no. No. All right. So um, second arrest, uh, another arrest that was funny. It, it happened in, in, um, <clears throat> It happened in department store in Sears. Now, what um, what we and my wife it's already had, embarrassing. It is. <laughs> so we had bought we had bought a house, um, up in Georgia, 
and we wanted a washing machine and a dryer. So um, what we had learned, my wife and I learned about. Can't just buy it, can you? No. Nah, you just it, can't buy and it. And we had the money. That's Yeah, the, oh, I know you do. I've, I've had, I remember these conversations in, in, in Coleman where it's like, where you've got, you've got, a, you've got two, three, four hundred thousand dollars and then you're still committing fraud for like a $300 this or a $400. It's like, you had 400000 in cash. Yeah. What are you doing? I know. I hate to pay for stuff. It's like, <laughs> so, it makes me mad. So what had happened was we had discovered um, what they call instant credit. Now, we found this out in Target. So when, this, this you remember, so we'd yeah, get yeah. A, a fake ID. So we would pull someone's credit score. Well, I think we had a contact that would give us people with close to 800 Beacon credit scores. So we would get a fake ID in their name. And we used to go into Target and like with a fake ID and that person would say, hey, well, you want to apply for the Target card? We were like, yeah. So they'd put in your social. Right. And then they'd put in your date of birth and the address. And then if you got approved, they would print you out a receipt that you could use as your temporary card. I remember you had a LexisNexis account, right? Didn't yes. You? Yes, okay. we did. Oh, well, that was for instant credit. In some cases, they would ask you questions. That was like Circuit City or okay, Best that Buy. this one? Well, this one was Sears. So, um, well, it was different. I'm just kind of explaining the instant okay. credit. But sometimes it did require um, knowing the background. Like they'd ask you what color was the um, Jeep that, that you, you drove owned. Yeah, in college. Well, the or, Jeep that you currently drive, oh. what color is it? Right. And that's. I know they would ask you stuff like, what was the name of your roommate in 19 and 2000? And, and Lexus or, yeah. Nexus joined all that information together. Yeah. So when, when we had the report, so we had the same report they had. So when, when that would happen, my wife, we used to put the little earbuds in and my wife would be in your ear. So they'd ask the question and you'd repeat it. So you'd be on the phone and, and you'd say, okay, um, my name of my roommate that I lived with in college, let's see, my college years was 89. Yeah. And my wife would be like, oh, that's, his name is Timothy Johnson. Yeah. Oh, that was Timothy Johnson. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's how she feeds you the info. And you and once you answer those questions, they go, well, you've been approved for 15 grand. And so then you would be like, Wheel of Fortune. I'll take the yeah. uh, uh, 70-inch television for $299. You got $6,749 left. I'll take the washer and dryer. <laughs> you got $3,800. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how you would you'd, so you'd pick items. And you're like, you want us to deliver it to your house? Absolutely not. I have a U-Haul outside. So happened. Well, yeah, funny thing. <laughs> I rented a U-Haul this morning. <laughs> Just load it up with the other electronics, please. <laughs> but anyway, so we're in Sears. We want a washer and dryer. So we decide to do instant credit. So I put on an ID, which is what's cra- crazy. I'm like 36, 37. I put on a guy that's 56. My age, like, well, I'm not that now, but my age now, you know. So I put on a 56-year-old guy, and I'm in my 30s. So the, the woman enters him in. So my wife and I, we're in Sears. I don't exactly know what happened, right? But we're in there lollygagging. So Lollygagging. That, <laughs> let me tell you right now, Colby's never heard lollygagging. Oh, well, we're in there screwing around. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a dated term. It is dated. I'm I mean, old. I use lollygagging. But we're screwing around. Like, first of all, like, when I think about that, I remember because they had an uh, outlet store. Right. And it had a store in the mall. And my wife and I had a debate. I said, look, let's just go to the outlet store. She goes, no, 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 no. The mall has the same thing. I remember thinking, but why do you want to go to the mall? I think it's more money. So so like she bought paying for it. I know, but 
I still want to get a deal. <laughs> what? Absolutely. Well, she, listen, everything in me wanted to go to the outlet store. She wanted to go to the mall, right? And I said, I think the mall, I think the outlet store is cheaper. So she called and said, nope, the prices are the same. So she called the mall and all of my objections she overcame. So we went to the mall. So we go into the mall. So it's her fault. Like in my mind, I like to blame her because I'm like, I wanted to go to the outlet store. <laughs> you know, anyway, but, you know, it's probably my fault anyway for, for agreeing. I could have said, no, we're going to the outlet <laughs> you store. Just you just don't want the phone call. <laughs> That's You're right. trying to avoid the phone call right now. <laughs> yes, yes. If only I'd listened to my wife. Yeah, I, 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 well, I did. It's a, if I had. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> All, right, All right. So we go to the mall. So we're in the mall. We give the woman the info. She types it in and we get approved. So we pick out the washer and dryer. So I think we have like five grand worth of credit left. So she's like, did you guys want to get anything else? Do I? <laughs> yeah, of course. So let's look around. All right. So at some point we're looking around. No, what it is is we're asking them, like, can you bring the washer and dryer out? So it feels like they're stalling us. So the next person we talk to about our credit, like I told you, whenever I'm dealing with someone in the bank, I kind of look for mannerisms of being nervous. Right. Because if, if you know you're like in an active crime, you're, and this is not what you're normally used to, you start getting nervous. Right. So the next person we dealt with appeared extremely nervous, right? So somehow my wife and I separated. She was looking at something. I was looking at something else. So the next woman I deal with, she looked extremely nervous. So I'm, I'm talking to her, and I'm trying to make conversation, and she's barely able to answer my questions. I said to myself, okay, it's time for us to go. Right. So I'm looking for my wife. I think this time we have cell phones, but I call her up. And when we meet up, both of us are like, hey, let's get out. Of here. Like I said, hey, let's get out of here. She goes, yeah, because da 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 acting crazy, da 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 da. So I'm like, okay, let's go. So we go to leave. We get out into the parking lot, right? Because they're calling us. Oh, hold on a second. We got to get your wash and dryer. I said, we'll be right back. We had an emergency. We'll be right back. So we got out, get in our car. So we, we're walking fast, get in the car, close the door. I start the car, and as I'm pulling out of the, the, the driveway, I see the police cars coming into the only entrance into the parking lot. So when they come, they go past us. They're coming, like, as I'm looking in the rearview mirror, they're coming out of the store. That's them right there. <laughs> they're pointing to the police. So they're like, so they pull in and like, what? That's them. You passed them. So they turn around, and we're pulling out of the parking lot. They start chasing us. Yes. Yes. They even rear tapped the rear end of, of our car. Yeah. To stop. That's how we stopped. And they arrested us at that point in time. It's kind of like three minutes, like a minute or two earlier. If we got that like right. panic, you could have been gone. We'd have been gone. Yeah. We'd have been gone. But the fact that like right on the cusp of that, you know, we, we served nine months in jail on that deal. Yeah. Oh, Sears ain't playing around. No, they <laughs> They were not playing around. <laughs> How much? What did what, you have to pay back? Um, well, we didn't get anything. You know, we didn't. You know, we oh, just right. got approved. Right, right, right. right. But we, we uh, unfortunately we had a couple of um, instant credit target receipts on us. So <laughs> by having that, we actually had charges in two counties. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, you're right. This is like one of those things where I should have used some common sense. But it, it, the reason I thought that was hilarious is because. My intuition told me something was wrong, and I probably lingered about another three or four minutes because I was trying to be certain that something was wrong. When right. I was talking to that girl, 
I'm kind of going like, I got a weird feeling. Right. Because I don't know if you've ever had that feeling of dread right before you get arrested. Like, you're going, oh, I'm going to get arrested. Like, something's really, really wrong. Right. Well, I think, I mean, I'm a big believer in intuition. Right. Be- only because most of the time, like, when I've dated some chick and I've been cheating on her, and she's, you know, like, everything's right. Like, I went to work. I did, Like, everything's set up, and you get back, and the girl looks at you, and she's like, where have you been? I, mean, I was here. I was this. Something's wrong. And you're thinking, there's no way she knows that I left during work in the middle of the work and went and had sex with this chick in a hotel room and came back. Like, she's, there's no way. Like, there's no But she knows. Like, she can feel it. And the truth is... You know, I've been I've been in the same situation where it's like I know my girlfriend's cheating on me. Like I can feel it, I know it. It's not jealousy because I'm not a jealous person. So when that that hits me, I know it. Right. And that's it's just intuition. It's the same thing when you're locked up or or about to get arrested or you're doing something wrong and they're figuring it out or they're looking at you. You're feeling like I can feel something's wrong. That you something's not right with the way you're looking at me. The way it's intuition. There's no real. It's just that, like you said, it's just that feeling. feeling. It's it, there's no way to put your finger on it. Like everything's going right, right. And and I'm sensing it. I lingered too long because everything in me said turn and go now. But I'm like, I want to check and be sure. So I started asking her questions. And as I'm asking her questions, like it, I became more and more and more certain. certain. And like, and I didn't need that extra time. Like really, what I was doing was giving everything time to develop whereas we would have got the hell out of there and been gone like like as we're pulling out for the cops to be turning in and pass us like we should have been passing the cops up the street right (laughs) Um, and got on the highway yeah yeah i can't tell you how many times i've talked to guys that were just like knew something was wrong knew something um but uh, so what's the uh what's the other i mean the my other arrest is like it's no, your yeah. major arrest when they surrounded you and um, and he oh, no, walks no, no. up to I, you and goes, "You're okay." Um, the one that made national news. Yeah, news alert! Yeah. Matthew Cox has been arrested. Yeah, that one was uh, <laughs> the look on your face, like. Yeah, well, I mean, I had another. Or when another I was mad on the toilet. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I had another arrest where I was never even arrested. Like, I, like I, they just, it was, the FBI just called me up and this was, because in the middle of this whole, I was running a scam and this was, what? I want to hear the one about where you were actually cuffed and you talked your way out of the cuffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the one? Okay, well, I don't know how much time we got. <laughs> we're good? Okay. Because I, I was thinking about the time, like, I'll tell you real quick, one time I got arrested, I didn't even get arrested. It was just the FBI called me and said... Like somebody I had been dealing with got in trouble, told the police what I was doing, got me on tape, went and had lunch with them. In the middle of the conversation, I realized they were wired, got up and I left, went back to my office. I put all this in the book. When I get back to my office, the FBI calls and says, hey, listen, uh, need you to come in. I was like, yeah, okay. Like even in the middle of the thing, conversation with the two people, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like I'm being recorded. Like, and I go, man, I hope you're getting something for this. And the, the chick actually says, we don't have to go to jail. And I went, she goes, she goes, I'm mean, Matt, I've got, we've got two kids. And I was like, you, I don't have a kid. And I was like, okay, all right. I understand. I said, tell the FBI not to come in my office just to call me on the phone. And I got up and left. I leave. I get back to my office. They called on the phone. 
I, you know, my secretary says, hey, there's an agent, Scott Gale, on the telephone. I'm like, oh, shit. Pick up the phone. I'm like, and she's standing at the doorway. And I'm like, hey. And she's like, I'm like, oh. And she's, I'm like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, the guy's like, look, uh, obviously, you know why I'm calling. And he didn't even pretend like, <laughs> that, like, like there was anything other than these, you just been caught on tape. <laughs> and he asked for me to come in. And I called. I said, okay, I'll come in on Monday and schedule the time. And instead, I called, got a lawyer. Talked to a few lawyers. They put it off. Like hired this one lawyer. He for seventy five grand, seventy five thousand dollars to get to plead guilty. So he ends up. I end up talking. I never did talk to the police. I talked to him. He talked to the FBI. Like I never actually debriefed to the FBI. He they told him this. He asked me. I said this. They came back. I said no. That's not true. That's not what happened. I borrowed this much money on this property on this. And I pled guilty and got three years probation, which ran concurrent with the other three years that I was on for the the state one. Right. So, um, and I there was no money loss, so that was like an arrest, but I never actually got arrested. Um, so anyway, the other arrest that you're talking about was after I went on the run. So there was a, there could have been another arrest when they raided my office, but I actually had a friend of mine that was a sheriff's deputy who told me that they were coming to arrest me before they came to arrest me. So there was this huge investigation and then it was handed to the FBI and then he was going to be, he was mentioned during the investigation. So there was a task force and then one of the chicks on the task force, he actually used to date. So she came to him and said, look, your buddy Cox, he's about to be arrested by the FBI. They mentioned you. Nobody knows that I know you. So I'm telling you, don't talk to him anymore. So he then comes to me immediately, like after I think he went to work that day. He came at the end of the day, he came to me and said, look, man, I just got off work. He's in a sheriff's outfit and everything. I just got off work. Here's what happened. Boom, boom, boom. They're coming to arrest you in a couple of days. I was like, holy shit. I took off on the run. They raided my office like a couple of days later. I wasn't there. I'm gone. Uh, another thing that happened was, uh, so then, then I was on the run for three years. I cover all this in my book, by the way, which is also on Audible. So... <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm, I was on the run for three years, borrowed a bunch more money. Um, and then at one point I was living with this chick in Nashville. So I'm living with her and we're messing around with this other chick who's coming over and we're having all having sex. So she, at one point, the girl I was dating at the time, her name was Amanda. Amanda found out who I was. She knew I was on the run, but she didn't know my real name. And keep in mind, we're going all over the place. We're going to italy we're going to um to greece we're going to croatia we're going to um mexico like we're, we've been all over the place on, on my fault using my false passports right and she's using her real one but she knows like she's like this guy he's got tons of money he's committing fraud but we're living great so she's going with it well at some point we realize i realized that the Dateline, NBC was going to do a, a one-hour special on me. And that, I'd already been in a bunch of magazines. So I'm, I'm already kind of nervous, but I'm also thinking I'm okay. Right. Um, so there was that. So then, but she ends up telling the chick that we're fucking on the side. She tells her who I really am. And that girl called the uh, Secret Service and turned me in. And they raid, they raid, well, they were waiting for me. One day I pull up at my house and they just, get on the ground, get on the ground. That was horrible. That was the arrest for. That was my final. final. That was the arrest that that yeah never got back let back out. Yes, you're so you're and you're talking about the one where I got arrested in the bank in and, the bank and then they let you go. Yeah, that arrest. I well, uh, you explained your way out of it. 
Yeah, because but they didn't arrest me as Matt Cox. They arrested me as uh, Gary Sullivan. That's right. So I was at the bank. I had borrowed like one point three million dollars on on a couple houses in uh, Columbus, South Carolina. I remember and this now. It's coming. That happens, Gary yeah. Seller. That happens. I mean, right, Colby? You know what I'm saying. Like, if you had a dime every time. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was in the bank, and I was getting... I used to go into the bank, and I would pull out money out of just various accounts. I probably had, I don't know what I, how many I had, eight or ten accounts. So I would go in, and I'd say, like, every couple of days, I'd go make a little circuit, and I'd go get, like, 3000 9000 7000 8000 out of different bank accounts. And then I'd go, and I'd drive back to Charlotte. Uh, North Carolina. That's where I was living. So it was like an hour and a half, two hour drive, maybe, maybe longer. Um, anyway, I'd gone in this one bank. It was a bank called Wachovia bank, right. walked in and I'd borrowed money from them. So I walked in, I said, Hey, uh, and I remember I walked up to the count, the, the chick at the counter was always very nice to me. Same thing. She looked at me and I remember she looked nervous. Terrified. Yeah. And I was like, and she always, because I was coming in every other day asking for money. Now, I'm also depositing money. Like I deposit like a a $50,000 cashier's check from one of the other banks. So my balance wasn't draining. It was was going up and down. Sometimes it would have $200,000. Sometimes it would have $4,000. Sometimes it would go up to $160,000. Then it would go up to $200,000. Then it would go down to, you know, 80. So they don't really like it's so it's varying so much. They're not thinking he deposited 200,000 into this account and he's draining it. Right. It doesn't really look like it's being drained. Right. So I go in one day and I ask for, I forget what I asked for, 5,000, 3,000. I have no idea, but it, it was under 10. So I say, you know, whatever, hey, I need $6,000. But if it was oh, anything, how I ever borrowed more than $3,000, she always had to call and get permission because it was a new account. Right. So she goes, uh, but I looked at her and she looked funny because she used to always say, hey, how was your weekend? Or how was this? Or how was that? Nothing. She's like, okay, thank you. I said, hey. I said, so how's it going? She goes, it's good. It's good. She walked in the back. I remember thinking, it's weird. She walked in the back, waiting, waiting. And all of a sudden, somebody reaches over my, reaches over and grabs me by the wrist, pulls my wrist back. And the, uh, somebody grabbed me by the other one. I'm like, what the? And I look over and there's two Two sheriff's deputies, <laughs> massive guys. They handcuff me and say, turn me around. And they take me into the, and I remember he said, see, he said I wasn't arrested. He goes, you're not, you're, you are not under arrest. You were being detained. I'm in handcuffs and you took me in the back room and I can't walk away. I don't care what you're calling it. I was it's, just arrested. It's an arrest. <laughs> so he, they said, you know, we're waiting for the detect, for a, an investigator to come down here. And I remember thinking, because I, I was being, the Secret Service was looking for me and the FBI was looking for me right. at that time. Um, I remember thinking that it was the FBI for some reason was coming. Because he said like investigator or detective or something. Right. And I, I didn't know. At that time, I was a novice and I didn't really know the difference between those roles. Um, even though, you know, like the FBI will call you an investigator. They'll call their guys because they do have... They do have FBI investigators, right? And those investigators are people that have been deputized into the FBI, who are actually local people, right? So you could be a local, you could be a local narcotics officer and be deputized into the DEA, and they'll call. They won't call you a DEA agent. They call them a DEA investigator, right? And they're paid by the DEA, right? 
to help him with certain cases. Right. So he said investing, but I mean that I but at that I knew nothing. Right. Investigator was just no different than officer, agent, uh, detective. They're all the same. So right. I'm waiting for the FBI guy to walk in. This guy walks in later. He comes in. And he he walks in five minutes later. The police station was right up the street. He walks in and he says, uh, "Hi, uh, Mr. Sullivan. Uh, my name is." And he said, "Mr. Sullivan." <laughs> So when he said the cops had been saying Mr. Sullivan, but I don't know if they're fucking with me or not. <laughs> he walks in and says Mr. Sullivan, and I'm thinking, oh okay, these guys think my name is Gary Sullivan. I'm okay. <laughs> That's um, what you think? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking this may be okay. And the guy says, hey, uh, look, um, obviously the the reason uh, you're you're uh, we detained you, um. I even asked, I said, well, so why am I, why am I under arrest? He goes, well, you're not under arrest. You're just detained. And I remember showing my handcuffs going, Hey, you, you see my hand? I said, I feel like I'm under arrest. And he goes, Oh no, no, we can take those off. He goes, take those off him. And I thought, I just got out of the handcuffs. Not that I could run or anything. These right. guys are massive. These guys would chase me down in a second. Um, so it'd be like two greyhounds chasing down like a little poodle. Like, a little rabbit. <laughs> a little, <laughs> No, a rabbit could cover. I get away from a couple of greyhounds. <laughs> so I'm built like a little, like a poo, little, poo. a little, little tank. Like oh, I don't, yeah. I can't. Like, I'm more like a chihuahua. I've tiny little legs, like a little chihuahua trying to outrun two, uh, uh, two greyhounds. Right. Like, these right. guys are big guy. Like they're way bigger than me. So I remember thinking, okay, uh, I just got out of the handcuffs, and the guy goes, "So um, the reason you've been detained is because he said uh, apparently you've borrowed three mortgages on." on this house on and he named the house like on Holloway Drive or whatever the name of that, I forget the street you know on this house and I looked at him and I go is that illegal cuz I mean I he, obviously one of the one of the places I borrowed the money from was Wachovia they know they got a mortgage on it right so I already know everything you know and I said I go is that illegal and the cop goes he goes you know I don't know he said I'm still waiting for the uh, the or the district attorney to call me back and I, when he said that I remember specifically thinking I'm walking out of here I'm walking out of here. I'm out of the handcuffs. He doesn't really know if I've committed a crime. Everything that Wachovius, <laughs> I mean, I'm already like, da, 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 da. I end up, and but here's the worst thing about that. You know what the most, the thing that had me the most anxious was that he said you have three mortgages on this property. I had like six mortgages on the property. So I didn't know which mortgages. Wachovia. So as I'm talking to him, he somehow or another, I end up coaxing him into telling me who the other mortgage company or the other banks were. Right. And one was like SunTrust. One was Wachovia, SunTrust. And um, the other one was like a Fieldstone mortgage. So he's like, why did you, why do you have? So he actually gets the head of Wachovia's uh, fraud department on the line. <laughs> and this guy's on the line with him. And we're arguing back and forth, back and forth. And I, he's like, well, why do you have three mortgages? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, that's what the loan officer here told me to do. She said she could only give me so much money. She said she had a friend with, and I was like, with, um, shoot, I got a second mortgage with, um, what's the name of that company? And then he goes, he goes, uh, the other two is one's SunTrust and one's, uh, you know, uh, Fieldstone. I said, right, second mortgage was Fieldstone. Because SunTrust did a whole bunch of home equity lines of credit at that time. Right. So I like Sun, okay. SunTrust did. So I didn't say SunTrust. So it makes sense. Like well, and that would does that 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 HELOC, does that appear as a as a mortgage on the house? It appears as a lien. 
Aline. That's um, right. Okay. So it, it's just it's a HELOC Aline because it's it's like a big credit card. Right. It's not like it's fixed rate or anything. And they, right. they do have the terms written down. It's like a mortgage document. Um, so anyway, so I, I but you know the guy Wachovia knows this is all bullshit, but the cop doesn't, and the guy Wachovia is in like L.A. So I'm explaining. I got one on the phone. The guy on the phone is in like Los Angeles and Wachovia in Los oh, Angeles. He's, he's mad though. Didn't oh, he's th- furious. Okay. He knows this is a scam. And the cops saying, well, ah. no, wait a minute. We don't really know what happened here. And he's like, it's fraud. That's what happened. I'm thrilled. It's only three mortgages. I'm not in handcuffs anymore. I haven't been arrested. He's already told me he doesn't know what's going on. And I start explaining, no, no, you don't understand. I came into Wachovia. Their loan officer told me. I told them I needed to borrow like four, four or $500,000. $500, they said, I can't get that on your on a first mortgage, but I have a friend that can get you a second mortgage. I'll get you a first. I'll send you to my friend over at Fieldstone. She'll get you a second mortgage. Right. I said, okay, I went to the second mortgage. She said, I'm sorry, we, our max loan amount is only this much. So I do have a friend that has a HELOC, so you can get a HELOC on the rest of it. And she sent me to, she called her friend at SunTrust, and I filled out that paperwork. And so over the phone, you know, I did that. And these, they all were calling each other, and they arranged it, and they, they explained to me how I had to do it. And I closed the loan. I mean, I just, this is, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is that illegal? Like, I didn't do anything. Like, I called these, but I went to the bank. The bank's the one that told me what to do. Right. And, and so he's like, yeah, no, yeah, that does make sense. The guy in Wachovia is screaming, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Our loan officer would never do anything illegal. And, and so, but you know what made it so, what really got me to walk out of there was when he said, look, he goes, it's a scam. Look at his ID. I'd actually gotten a real ID from the DMV, South Carolina Department of Motor Vehicles in the name of Gary Sullivan. So I actually have an ID in the name of Gary Sullivan. And so the guy in Wachovia says, so it's a real issued ID. Right. <laughs> so the guy in Wachovia is telling him, that the detective or the investigator, listen, he's running a scam. He's using a fake ID. The first three letters are like zero, zero, zero. Now, it just so happens that in South Carolina, their IDs start with zero, zero, zero. <laughs> and he says to him, no, no, it's a real ID. Our IDs start with 000. And I lean in and I go, oh, come on, bro. Now I'm not Gary Sullivan? Come on, man. What are we doing <laughs> the, here? The nerve. <laughs> what are we doing? And he goes, I know, Gary. I know, I know. So now he, even he's thinking this guy is off the hinges. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I've, I've handcuffed this guy. It sounds like the bank did something wrong. Like, why I'm hassling this poor guy now. <laughs> so he lets me, he lets me follow him. Now he goes and the guy on Wachovia is yelling so loud. He ends up telling him, look, you, you need to lower your voice. I don't even know what I could charge this guy with. I'm going to bring him downtown. We're going to fill out a police report. I'm waiting for the district attorney to call me back to figure out what's going on. And I'll get back with you. And he hangs up. He lets me follow him back to the police station. I go to the police station, go inside, fill out the police report. And he lets me go. I get in the car, I drive to two more banks and pull out more money. <laughs> I then go in a third bank, and when I go in the third bank, the people behind the cashier, like they see me and they like rush for the phone. Like these two women almost bang into the phone trying to get to it. And I remember <laughs> thinking, I'm, I'm, I like stopped and I'm like looking around and I went, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk to that detective again. Like by now he could have talked to the district attorney or whatever. He, right. They may have put it together. So I turn around, I get in my car. And when I drove off, the woman runs out and looks at my tag number, 
which didn't matter because I found out later he already had it. So anyway, I jump on the interstate and I leave. I mean, listen, that story is actually a lot longer because the whole time this is happening, I've got this crazy chick that I was dating at the time who's on the run with me. She's screaming and get on the interstate. I mean, she just, she, this woman was a a fucking nightmare, bro. (laughs) So I take off, like the whole story is a little bit longer and everything. And I go over all of it in my book, Shark in the Housing Pool. Um, or see, this is see, look, Colby. When I when, like when I do that, like you gotta you gotta switch to me. Like, all right, shark in the housing pool. Like you gotta buy that because I do the whole thing and it's on Audible. Um, yeah, bro. Like that's hilarious. Like that story. That is, I, I remember that. That, that. I, oh, listen, and then it hit the newspapers. Bro, it hit the newspapers. Like when it hit the newspapers, like it was that like, whole story. The whole st- oh well, and they obviously they basically are like, look, the locals actually. Let I think go. they think they actually say that they arrested me and that I convinced them. I talked my way out of it. And the same thing when they did the story on American Greed, they talk about that. Like they're like, they, he, this guy literally talked his way out of being arrested and they let him go. Like it was, it was bad. That's classic. Like, is that illegal? I don't oh, yeah. know. What, you, oh God. Yeah. Cause I'm doing the whole golly gee whiz officer. I would have never. I listen, at one point I said, when the guy from Wachovia, <laughs> you got three mortgages in one house. Is that illegal? What? <laughs> that is actually that's not. It's not illegal. That's it, not. If, if they, but they were all first mortgages. Oh, that's illegal. That's illegal. <laughs> like I can't tell all the banks I don't have another mortgage. Right. I, but but and they were all first mortgages. But think about it. He doesn't know that. The guy from Wachovia knows it, but he doesn't have the paperwork, or anything. and the cop doesn't have the paperwork. He doesn't know. Right. I'm saying it's a. He second. doesn't know enough of the specifics. To be able to, to get you straightened out. Yes. Right, right. So, yeah, so that that was, uh, yeah, that was one of the things. And, uh, yeah, that was, listen, that whole, there was a two-week period of time after that arrest where it was absolute chaos. <laughs> I mean chaos. I'm packing my whole, my apartment up. I go to, I go to, like, Houston, Texas. I drop everything off. I get into a huge fight with my girlfriend. I then come back to go pick. I'm driving a U-Haul van, a U-Haul truck. I have to drive across, back across country to Charlotte to get my vehicle. Where Now they're lo- now the U.S. Marshals are there. I almost get caught in a Starbucks there. On the way there, I call the FBI agent yes. to try and, commit, try and figure out a way to talk to or maybe turn myself in. Maybe I can get a year. I don't know. Maybe I can, if I turn myself in, they'll take that into consideration. Maybe I'll only get a year or two. Man, I mean, just, just chaos, bro. Almost get caught in the Starbucks when I get back. I mean, it was just go to Nashville, start my, start over from virtually with like a hundred grand, which sounds like a lot of money, but it's not when you're starting from scratch. You're right. It was just the anxiety. If I didn't have, if I wasn't Actively taking Xanax pills, I would have. You'd have had to start actively taking it. Oh my god, I was bad. So, um, what else are we doing? What is what you? I have you, my final nice my, my arrest on the airplane. So, nice. <laughs> all right. So my give a little bit of a back. You got to give a little bit of why they're looking for you. Stop. It makes it seem like they're just targeting you. You're a, you're you're a criminal. I'm a career criminal. Yes, yes. yes. But they're they're like you got to kind of just give a little bit of the kind of like what they were. Like the, they're looking for you because you're running scams and they get onto you and then they get onto your virtual secretary, right? Isn't it? You yes. were buying the, you were buying stuff from people and that's how they get to her. Weren't you buying social security numbers? One of the many things. What, and that's how they get things? to her? Yes. Well, um, they, they, so I had a, a, uh, assistant, a secretary that helped me with paperwork and, 
and, and, and just managing things and dealing with different people. So um, what happened was um, we, we were up and moved. We had a place in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. We had just bought a house, heated floors in the bathroom. So that would have made our third house. And fully furnished. So we had it to where we could go to any one of our houses, no suitcases. So we didn't have, like, if we went to our house in Tennessee, we could just show up and walk in. All we had to do was get perishables out of the refrigerator, you know, get milk or bread or stuff. Other than that, it was fully loaded, ready to go. Baby furniture, baby swing. I mean, like, almost identical with two cars. Each house with two cars. So we had a um, place in... in, It's a rough life. It was was a rough life. We had, had a ton of money, but... All right, so we, we're in um, Salt Lake City, and um, so, I mean, I, I, I've been dealing with a girl in prison that told, that arrest, that, that told on me. So when she told, I guess she brought um, our information of what we did in Florida to the Florida FBI's attention. Is so, that the first time you, the FBI got involved? Um, no, he was kind of looking for us anyway. That was a, an, an escaped arrest which probably should have been a different tune where we we nearly barely escaped being arrested one time they, they were after us and it was the fbi because it was we were staying in one of the hotels there and we paid with somebody else's car charge card no we had paid with a a woman's charge card that we had right that came on the fbi's ra- radar so what happened was while we were in the hotel we left we left out of the hotel for the day we were out, we, I can't remember where we went. We went and did something for the entire day. We were gone for the entire day. So when we came back at like 7 p.m., like we left at, at, at 8 a.m. and came back at 7 p.m. So when we came back, the, the room key wouldn't work. You know, and, and in the room, we've got our laptop and you know, all our baby stuff. So our daughter is at, um, my, with my mom, and so we're like, we can't even get in the freaking room. What the heck's going on? So we go down to the front desk, or we call the front desk. We leave, because I'm like, I don't know what, let's call. Right. So we call, and there, something like there was a problem with the credit card. We couldn't charge the credit card. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. We'll give them another credit card. Didn't, I'm like, you know what? Never mind that. Let's just pay this, get our stuff, and get out of here. Right. So um, we offer, this is an almost arrest, so we offer to pay. So they're telling us the bill is, I said, well, how much is the bill? We'll bring cash. He said, it's $1,200. I said, okay, well, we'll get you $1,200. I think we've been there a night and a half or whatever. So we go and pull $1,200 cash. And um, so I pull her up front. I said, go in there and pay. Keep keep the phone on. Keep your phone right. on, you know, in, in, in your ear. So she goes in and she pays. And I'm sitting there out, out front waiting. And then the sheriff pulls up. I'm like, get the F out of here. So I call her up, um, the wife, and I say, hey. Go, the, go, 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 The go. sheriff just pulled up. I think the plan was because it's a front and a back. Yeah. So we had circled. And I told her, I'm going to let you in the front. If something happens, I'm going to pull around the back yeah. and get you. Or we had been there and noticed there was a front and a back. So I don't remember what the plan was. But when I saw the sheriff, I said, so I pull out. When the sheriff pulls up, he's confused. He's like, what? So I pull out, run around the back, and I tell her, come out of the back door. So she's at the counter. And this is what she tells me. She tells the guy, like, she's, she gave him the $1,200. And he gave her a receipt. So she's like, okay, can you give me the key so I can get back in the room? So he's like, hold on a second. So he's got her holding on. So he's talking to her about something. And she goes, hold on one second, Gary. I got to take this call. So she's talking to me. And I tell her, I said, the sheriff just pulled out, leave. 
So she just turns around and she just heads toward the back. Meanwhile, the sheriff is coming in the front door. She's coming out the back. So as I pull up, she gets in the car, closes the door. I see the sheriff running down the steps and we pull out of there and go. So we pull out of the hotel and we're going up the street and six sheriff cars is. Yeah. Unbelievable. (laughs) All for a hotel bill. Once again, because we paid that hotel bill. Right. We didn't get charged. Nice. <laughs> that was the, the almost arrest. Then we went and stayed at another hotel. But anyway, um, the, the arrest, I got arrested getting off the airplane here in Tampa. So somebody told on me that I had committed a fraud here in Tampa. So they were looking for me in Tampa. We were living in Salt Lake and we had made an agreement that we weren't going back to Tampa. It's like, look, under no circumstances did we go back to Tampa. Right. So we violated that agreement because we're going to get our daughter baptized. So we decided to go back, which was like. <laughs> Colby's like, like, he's like, this is insane. It, this it, is, it's, it's insane. This because is so I t- far from Colby's life. I know. Except for it's, the baptism. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's the old, this whole thing. That's the only thing. He's he like, is, oh, that's nice. And that's worth the arrest. Nice. That was worth the arrest. So I do have something in, in, in something. Uh, I do have something in common with these two scumbags. <laughs> it's amazing to me because like I set the standard and then I just go against it. I'm, I'm saying to her, I'm telling my wife, if we go to Florida, we don't fly in. We'll just drive in. So we can't be detected. And, and we get a direct flight from Salt Lake City right into Tampa, which is where they're waiting for. Us. Right. So what happened is that morning. Um, we were dealing with a girl in prison that I guess had told on us or had joined the investigation and she told on our secretary. So like the girl in prison knew that I was collecting people's um, prisoners information and using their identity. So she told our secretary, this is the most bizarre thing. She said, I have a girl in here. Social security number. Let me give it to you. So she gives it to our secretary, the girl's social security number. Right. And then the next morning they kick in her door and say, hey, you have a social security number of another inmate in jail. That's what they take her to jail for. I'm saying to myself, like, how could you give me something, uh, somebody social, and then arrest me for having it? That doesn't even right. make sense. Well, you know, what's even, what's even funnier now is like now, used to be if you just had their information, it was identity theft. Right. Now it's not. No, it's not. No, now it's like it never should have been. Like if it, like if you have someone's, it, it doesn't mean I was going to do something with it. doesn't mean anything. I just have it in my possession. Somebody gave it to me. Somebody... Right. Or, or wrote it down on something. Wrote it down. And, and I grab it. Like, you write it on yours on a piece of paper, and I grab the paper, and I write something else. And then I have the paper, and you're like, hey, this is this is a social security number. Right. Well, that's well, just I that. I didn't know that. Like, if I have 50 social security numbers, what if I'm only going to commit a crime with these two, and I never do anything with the other ones? They're saying, no, no, all 50. You could have. What do you mean I could have? That's like going into the bank and slipping the, the cashier a note and getting $3,000, but you charged me with everything that's in the vault. Yes. Yeah, but you could have gone right. in the vault. Right. Yeah, but I remember, didn't, and remember, I didn't intend to. Do you remember we and John Gordon used to argue about that, the intended loss? Yeah. They're like John goes like, you intended to get all that money. Yeah. You see? <laughs> the bank has $50 billion. Well, you intended to get all of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ridiculous. So so what happened then? So the, the, all right, so, so um, she arrest, gave— They arrest the secretary. They arrest the secretary. That's who, because when, when my wife and I traveled, we traveled under different identities. Which agent? What was his name? Lavender. Uh, Lavender, yes. So I traveled under a separate identity than my. So they wanted to know if we were coming to town. So if they told the, the flights coming in, they wouldn't see our names. 
So they had to know what our names was. So they arrested our secretary for possession of a person's social security number so that our secretary would give them the names that we flew in under. Right. So that next morning, we get up at 6 a.m. and a person we deal with called up and said that our secretary, her name was JoJo, had been arrested that night. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. She never, this woman never committed any crimes. All she ever did was book rental cars, book hotels. That's it. That's all she did was set, set appointments and book flights and trips. Right. So I'm like, how could she be arrested? So that was the day we were flying in. So we were on um, Salt Lake City time. So we were flying out at noon. No, we were flying out at 10 a.m. and arriving at like 5 or 6 p.m. Florida time. Right. Because they're, they're like three hours back. So my wife, go. we go into a full planet because they call us like 5 in the morning. We go into a full panic. My wife tells me 50 times, I don't think we should go to Tampa. I don't think we should go to Tampa. I don't think we should go to Tampa. And I'm like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Jo- Jojo, our secretary, is in Georgia. This is all happening in Georgia. We're going to Florida. It's a completely different state. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, I mean, the FBI is not a national Listen, law I have no agency. idea the FBI is looking for us. You think what? It's local cops? I think you it's think local cops. Do you not even know that it could be? Are you thinking it's definitely associated with you? Or Well, I, I, like, I convinced myself yeah. that maybe she was doing something she didn't tell us she was doing to get arrested. Right. Because it like under no circumstances should she ever be arrested. If you're just because you're working for me booking flights right. and, and hotels and rental cars, like Doesn't there's no mean reason you've committed a crime or right. know that a, a crime is even being committed. Right. right. For them to kick in the door and arrest you. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So when we hear from her, she's like, they arrested me because I had somebody's social security number. And I'm thinking, like that really got far-fledged. Because I'm like, that doesn't even make sense at all. Yeah. Plus, it's so trivial, too. It's a trivial. <laughs> it's like that's that's a minor charge. Like For, for them to kick in your door? Right. You know, all everything seemed up in the air. But my wife was insistent that let's not go. She goes, think about it for one moment. This is the thing she said to me that I look back and go, oh, my God. Like, if I could just go back to those moments in my life, how right. different everything would be. So she kept. she told me, she says, Everybody knows that we're going to Tampa today. Right. Are you sure we should go? Absolutely positive. What could go wrong? Right? Then as we're boarding the plane, right, we're in the airport. She goes, I just want to say for the record that if something happens, I absolutely did not want to take this trip. It's like everything about her whole being was like, I don't think we should go on this trip. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, we're okay. We're okay. Yeah, you know what it was that I got that emboldened that you keep getting away with everything. So you become emboldened and taking more and more risks yes. that don't seem more and more risky. Right. You know what it was that I got the bad feeling that we shouldn't go is when, <laughs> when they we put were, the handcuffs on. Oh yeah. That, that was the second bad feeling <laughs> when we were putting our overhead baggage on and sitting down. Something overcame me, like some dread overcame me. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I remember looking. I'm looking around, and there's people getting on the plane. And I told my wife, I said, let's get off the plane. She goes, gladly. So we go to get up, and I said, uh, uh, never mind. Never mind. I'm just overreacting. <sighs> that-, <laughs> that intuition. Yes. It, it, the dread said, get off this plane now. And I said, uh, uh, never mind. So anyway, so we fly to Tampa, and when we land, er, 
er, we land in Tampa and they're letting people off the plane. So when we get off the plane, they grab me by both sides. They grab my wife. So when we come out of the, the, the doorway, you know how you got the tunnel? Yeah. So there's a door right there. So they grab my wife and take her. She goes first and they grab her and take her out the door. They grab me and, and they call me by my name. And I said, no, my name is Bob, Bob Evans. They're like, really? Yeah. They go, do you have any ID, Bob? I'm like, of course I have ID. So I show him the ID and he looks at it. Just smiles, puts it in his pocket. I'm like, nice. <laughs> I know for a fact that you're uh, <laughs> Mr. Allen, let's go. So they take me off and 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 they question me. Um, and of course I pissed the the agent off. Like royally, I, you know, he's telling me, like, I have, I have this, I have that, I have this, I have this, you know, so you might as well go ahead and confess. And I say to him, Well, if you have all that, do you really need my confession? He goes, you want to make this easy or you want to make this hard? I said, I kind of want to make it somewhere in the middle. Like, okay, you're a smart ass. <laughs> so they, they leave. And I go to jail. And they let my wife go. That was nice. So I was arrested. You know what I was arrested for? Possession of the ID that I gave. That you handed him. Well, that's the most... Yeah, that's the most obvious thing that they have on you. They have lots of on you, but this is a very clear, there's two years. Well, I have, I'm arrested for that. And then I'm arrested for being on the phone call where my secretary got the social security number. So she gave my secretary the social security number. Then they called me three-way. So they arrested me for being on that one phone call. So I had a warrant in Georgia and I had a warrant in Florida. So, I mean, my wife bonded me out, but... The next morning, the, the FBI, they put a hold on me. I couldn't get out before the hold got dropped. That was, that was my most thrilling arrest, it, like, which I look <laughs> back at. Yes. That's thrilling. I wouldn't describe it as thrilling. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. but, I mean, it, 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 it was, it, it, in, in my heart of hearts, I know that, that absolutely, should, like, all the warning signs that she's screaming at me, like, never got me to waver one minute. Right. <laughs> I've been doing that all day. <laughs> oh, I know. Sorry. Um, right. The coffee's wearing off. Um, yeah, bro. That's horrible. It's, it's uh, horrible. It's horrible going, getting in that back of that police car, being oh, yeah. fingerprinted, the air, waiting. Walking through the airport like. Oh, yeah, like your Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> People are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little five, kids are five of these. People are people are pulling their kids towards them, and it's just like they're terrified, holding their purses. Yes, know. yes. Relax. Fraud. Nothing but fraud. Fraud's okay. <laughs> um, God, then get the get to the police station or the you know, and they process you and they put you in that little room and they close that door. I had had no idea that that moment was going to be seventeen or thirteen. What was it? Fourteen years. I don't know what it was for 12 and a half for me. Well, it was a little bit more than 12 and a half. It, it, was, was, like, thir it was 13 for me. So mm. that moment started a 13 year bid. I remember you. We it's still to, going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's horrible. It's the worst. It's the worst. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, that's all I rest. That, right. That's that's. That's got, not all your arrests. No, no. But that's all my interest. <laughs> no, but we don't have enough tape. <laughs> how we, how we, we don't where have we enough at? gigabytes. One hour and 25 minutes. Oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to? Um, okay. Well, all right. So, 
Hey, thanks for watching the uh, video. And if you liked it, do me a favor and subscribe to the channel and um, hit the like button. Uh, hit the like, yeah, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell so you get notifications, share the video, and leave a comment for the algorithm. And that's it. See ya.